Hey everyone, my name is Anil Trevetti. I am the vicar, the intern at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Hinsdale. Uh, this is a, uh, a project that I've been working on throughout uh, my year of learning. Uh, I have been uploading my sermons uh, here just as a way of uh, keeping uh, tabs on my uh, on my work and and uh, uh, as a part of the sermon writing process. Um, so we're getting down to it. Uh, I have only um, two more. After this week, I have only two more preaching Sundays at Redeemer Hinsdale, which is strange to think about. The year has flown by. Uh, I'm excited about what's coming next, though, uh, and it has been a great year of learning for me. This week, uh, I'm actually I'm actually headed out on vacation next week, and so uh, the texts were uh, 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 very appropriate for me, thinking about uh, the way in which uh, God shows compassion, uh, Jesus shows compassion uh, to the suffering uh, on their way to getting rest and uh, recovery. Uh, the disciples had come back and they were uh, feeling it, feeling the, uh, the uh, weight of their, their work, their ministry, and also the loss of John the Baptist. And, and Jesus says, hey, come on, let's go get some rest. And then, bloop, uh, all these people show up. Uh, and so uh, considering the ways in which uh, we, uh, we need to care for ourselves and, and the way that God cares for us and for the suffering, for those doing the work and for those who are suffering, uh, was the frame uh, in which I approached this text this week. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. Today's gospel text is a bit scattered and a bit unusual, to be honest. In the second half of Mark chapter 6, we have two of the most significant miracles of Jesus's ministry. Jesus feeding the 5,000 and Jesus walking on water. But both stories are excluded from today's lectionary text. I mean, when you think of the miracles of Jesus's ministry, these are maybe the top two most well-known, aren't they? Perhaps uh, turning water into wine sneaks in there too, I suppose, for obvious reasons. But these two are definitely up there. Skipping over these miracles is a bit of a strange choice, but it's one that allows us to see some of the good news of the gospel that is overlooked because of the show-stopping miracles of Jesus within the text. The lectionary choices this week actually make me think about when Sarah and I lived in Los Angeles. We often had family and friends come to visit us from out of town because, well, Southern California. <laughs> and everyone who visited us would always want to do one thing, the same thing go see Hollywood. They want to see the Hollywood sign, the Sunset Strip, or the Walk of Fame. And to be honest, it killed me. I hated going to those places because there's so much more to LA than those big tourist attractions. I personally think you learn as much about LA from the tastes and the smells and the conversations at the neighborhood corner taqueria as you do 
from the well-known and most visited attractions. Of course, you can't deny the significance of Hollywood in the greater Los Angeles area. And so it's natural that out-of-towners are drawn to it. It is a part and an important part of LA, but there is more to Los Angeles than the Hollywood sign. And there is more to the gospel of Mark than these major miracles that today's lectionary skips. And really, when, when you think about it, the small details in relationships often reveal the most about one's heart. In marriage, for example, the grand gestures, the big gifts, and the fancy proposals are, are certainly meaningful, but it's the day-to-day -day small things that often mean the most. The extra long hug, a kind word of encouragement, or a special snack purchased at the grocery store. These are the daily small details that demonstrate and reveal how you feel about your partner. The small things reveal who a person really is. While reading this text with new eyes, there are two things in particular that stand out to me. Both are centered in the reality that Jesus, the kingdom of God that has come near, is a kingdom of compassion. Jesus demonstrates his power and authority throughout the gospel. But we see here that Jesus's ministry is driven by and centered on compassion. So first, Jesus responds to the disciples' exhaustion with kindness and care and compassion. The disciples gathered around Jesus at the start of today's text, and the context of that gathering is that they had just returned from being sent out into the world to share the good news in order to bury John the Baptist. They were grieving. They were tired. And Jesus's response is one of those small day-to-day -day moments that reveal so much about him. Jesus didn't ask for an accounting of their ministry or tell them what they could have or should have done better. Jesus saw their needs and responded with compassion. Jesus said, come away and rest for a while. There is always work to do, of course, but Jesus demonstrates in this small moment that part of the work that needs to be done is loving those doing ministry, loving those who participate in God's work in the world. What a beautiful example for us in our ministry context. Sabbath, which is a time of rest and recovery, and a time to leave space for the Spirit to remind us of God's love, Sabbath is not just a bonus or, or a nice thing to do if possible. It's a commandment. It's necessary. And as such, it is a part of God's compassionate love for God's creation. The kingdom of God that has come near in Jesus includes space for rest. It includes time for recovery. 
God's work in the world includes the creation of intentional space for you to rest in God's love. And Jesus, the embodiment of God, the kingdom of God that has come near, responds to the needs of the disciples with intentional movement towards rest, recovery, and a reminder of God's love. The second example of compassion that I see Jesus demonstrate in this text is his response when the crowds disrupt their plan. As Jesus and the disciples head off to a deserted place for some much needed rest, the crowds hurry after them and show up where they weren't invited. The word about Jesus' teaching and healing was out, and that is a good thing. But Jesus and the disciples were tired. They were grieving. And frankly, they had just set their out-of-office message, right? I'll return your call in a few days when I'm back from vacation. But the crowds were sneaky, and they found them anyway. Here, I, I can't help thinking but think about the all-time great movie, What About Bob? In the movie, uh, psychiatric patient Bob Wiley, played by Bill Murray, shows up at his doctor's vacation home with some very real healthcare needs. But unlike Dr. Leo Marvin, Jesus responds to the uninvited guests, to the ones who disrupted his plan with compassion. In fact, the text here is translated as compassion, but it might also mean that upon seeing the great crowd, Jesus was with them in their suffering. And what a perfect way to describe what it means that the kingdom of God has come near. God loves the world so much that God is with us in our suffering. God is with you in your suffering. As Redeemer looks forward to a big 100th anniversary celebration next year, these small moments in the gospel, these examples of God's love and compassion for God's creation, can be a gift and a guide for Redeemer's ministry during the next 100 years. Can we, as a community of faith, be led by compassionate love for both the community gathered here and for the needs beyond these walls? Can we be led by compassion when plans are disrupted, when guests show up uninvited, and even when meeting the needs of others means that we are inconvenienced? As beloved children of God, we must live in this tension between our own needs and the overwhelming, never-ending needs of a world full of suffering. It's a challenge, and there is no easy answer. But we trust and hope in a God who doesn't just live in the tension, but transcends above it. A God who loves completely both those sent and those suffering. A God whose compassionate love doesn't get tired, hungry, or grumpy. <laughs> a God who loves the world so much that God came near to us in the person of Jesus. 
a God who is with the world in its suffering. And so, as you look forward to another hundred years of ministry at Redeemer, you can trust that in the little things and the big things, God goes before you and welcomes you to join in God's work in the world. And you can rejoice in knowing that God's work in the world includes loving you so much that God is with you in your suffering, in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen.